I think that's in Kirk Cousins' Twitter bio. I have a thimble penis. <laughs> the thimble, thimble penis. Yeah, he's like, he started a Facebook group for it. He's like, that's his charity. Puts his foot right in the face mask. Damn, Steven, what they got you here for? Move! Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 15-minute fantasy forecast, the best 15-minute fantasy football podcast in the world. That is not actually 15 minutes in duration. I am your co-host, DJ Podgorny, and I'm joined by the man, James Manzanscan. Jimbo, what's going on? Uh, a big <clears throat> a big fat L on my uh, on my record book from you, pal. Big fat L. All right. Yeah, let's let's, let's just, just get it, get it out of your system. Go ahead. Why don't you just just let the people have it? You know, feel, free yourself, free yourself from the jock strap that is this 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 bound sense of of urgency to just spew to the world that that you won this week. Why don't you go ahead? Why don't you just that enjoy? That was very long-winded. But yes, I am in first place. It is all mine. Um, your team shit the bed. I will have to say my team was not particularly amazing as it has been in the lead up to this matchup. Uh, you know, having the captain himself, Tom Brady on by is low for morale across the board. You know, um, it, it was the only time that I didn't score in the hundreds this year, the second time uh, only that I didn't do that in our league. Um, once again, your team shit the bed. Jonathan Taylor, on the other hand, did not uh, single-handedly carried me to the promised land uh, with a 32-point performance, which was good enough for half of your total of 64 points. Um, basically, it boils down to this. I win. You lose. Fuck you. What's up? 2-0 against you on the year, James. Uh, total... 207 points in my favor to 152, just shy of that number for you. Not pretty for you in the head-to-head uh, or point total against me. It's going to be hard for you to, to catch me here towards the end of the year, but there is still a lot of football left to be played. So um, my question to you is, do you think there is a way that you can battle back and get that first seed going into the playoffs or potentially – uh, find a way to best me in a uh, semifinal or potential final matchup in well, my, the league. My goal is to either way be properly positioned to where it's a championship run and championship matchup because the regular season matters. Sure. But what matters the most, the fucking playoffs. That's when I shine money on the line. That's where I shine. Okay. That doesn't sound particularly confident, but there's at least uh, enough conviction in your voice to lead me to believe that you'll, you won't, you'll at least make the playoffs. So um, that's... <laughs> I, just, I just opened Yahoo. It gave me an F for the week. Like I haven't seen that before. <laughs> Fuck you, Mrs. Burns. I, I passed that English test. I swear. Third grade uh, was bullshit, man. I'm going to talk really about rigged. Old, old bones here. Yeah. Really, really getting deep into the childhood trauma of James Mizinski. I didn't mean to do that by whooping your ass in fantasy. Apparently, I also gave you food poisoning uh, or something uh, in the process. Yeah, well, you can't cook, so. That's right. Definitely (laughs) never never said I could, but. uh, Actually, I can't cook, and I am starting a restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) I'm starting a food truck like Carson Wentz. Did you see he started a, a food truck? What is it? Uh, is Is he just using the excess grease from his nose pores? To uh, deep fry fucking French fries. 
pretty close. It's called uh, The Way the Cookie Crumbles or something like that. Um, I don't know, something lame like that. I think his wife just makes like um, like mac and cheese or something. I don't know. It seemed pretty white. That's all. That guy sucks, man. Ever since I saw him run into halftime, he had his mask and his jock strap. That's how fast he had that thing out. And he's just smelling his little freaking nuts all the way back to the fucking locker room. That guy's okay. Well, at least he, you know, yeah, he is unvaccinated, but at least he's following the protocols and wearing the mask. Unlike uh, Aaron Rodgers, man, who it came out. I don't know if we talked about it last week, but it came out. He's fully unvaccinated. He's like apparently going to Joe Rogan for health advice. What's your take? What's your take on the whole Rodgers thing? I, I, the only reason I love it is because he still doesn't give a fuck either way. He's like, eh, I don't know. The body will do its thing and I'll sit out a game. See you next week. <laughs> I fucking love, I love the lack of fucks that this guy's given out. I, I, I'm kind of with you on that too. I think he's still rather annoying to me that he's uh, just, it seems like perpetually in the spotlight um, this year, but I mean, I guess that's what you get from like the MVP you know, guy who was also the number two team in the NFC, I guess the spotlight should be fairly shown on him, but it's just funny because he always talked about over, you know, up until like last year that, Oh, well, green Bay never gets any media coverage because we're a small market and all this stuff. It's like bullshit, dude. They're always talking about Aaron Rodgers. Right. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Um, uh, <clears throat> the, the reason the reason I really like it, because I used to feel the same. Like, you know, he's he's a prima donna. He's always just kind of pushing the envelope with all this bullshit. And then just recently he was on the Pat McAfee show. And all he talked about was how much he doesn't give a fuck about what anyone thinks. And cancel culture is the biggest crock of shit that's ever happened to America. Which is a, a breath of fresh air. I, I do have to admit, it is a breath of fresh air in a world where everyone is just walking around like Baker Mayfield with his butthole clenched, trying not to say the, the wrong thing so he can keep his like fucking bullshit uh, par for the course endorsements for Home Depot or whatever the fuck his little thing is, you know? Home Depot, Domino's, Petco, Radio Shack. <laughs> right. But I, I do wonder if, if Rogers will get any flack from if State Farm's going to drop him, you know? But uh, it's tough to say. It's tough to say I'll play because it did say in the NFL's contract that um, – uh, something about vaccine players who are unvaccinated weren't allowed to do endorsements. Um, so, I mean, Aaron Rodgers has done a bunch of endorsements for State Farm. Has he done any other ones? Has he done any other commercials? I don't know. I don't think so. He's just whipping like tennis balls and State Farm commercials to a dog. Well, he has the one where he like dresses up as the like the starving artist guy, you know, who he really wants to be deep down at the guitar store, like guitar store. You know, singer songwriter Aaron Rodgers. You know, you know what I'm talking about. So he's like, he's got the State Farm ads. I do wonder if there'll be any repercussions. Or my guess is this is just going to get completely blown. You know, swept under the carpet. What do you I would imagine. I would imagine swept under the carpet, man. He's he's still a superstar in the league. He still drives sales. He still drives viewers. You know, if someone's going to brush it under the rug, it's 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 going to be for Rodgers. That's right. And yeah, the NFL's. Certainly trying to brush things under the rug. We'll talk about with Dalvin Cook here shortly. But one guy who also is kind of a crybaby, uh, prima donna, Odell Beckham Jr. Give it to us, James. Odell, man. Fucking crybaby Beckham. His dad goes out, puts a video on social media of like 14 minutes of Baker missing him on throws, which, you know what, I, I'm not going to lie. I did watch a portion of it. It's pretty, it's pretty legit. But here nor there. 
tries to humiliate the Browns. Odell sits out of practice. He cries. Even LeBron gets in on it saying, you know, fucking free Odell. He's a WR1. He's going to show the world why he's a WR1. But, you know, in, in reality, Odell has been a fucking full-blown hand job since he made that one-handed catch, right? He made the catch. And ever since then, he's making scenes. He's acting out. Like, do you have to remember this. Remember when he threw a fit on the sideline and started punching a kicking net? Like he yeah, got into yeah, a physical alliance at that. Exactly. Point, right? He, he, he made an absolute stink when he was on the giants started punching a fucking kicker's net. He went on the boat before the playoff game and pants and jeans, like a weirdo with no shirt. That's an extreme oddity. I don't know why you're doing that. Or he, he, I mean, he hasn't, I looked at the numbers. He hasn't started every game in a season since 2016. So <laughs> Who cares who he signs with? Fuck this guy. He's a crybaby. He's gonna, he's not going to be a blip on the radar for the rest of the year, if you ask me. I don't care who he signs with. Well, it, it, I don't know if you saw, but it looks like the Packers are going to get him. The Packers have made a claim. If anything, that's kind of the one spot that he could really – like him. there are the, the Rams maybe would be the only spots that I would sit there and think, okay, this could actually work there. Yeah. What, I mean, do, you, what do you think? Him and the Packers? I mean, finally, someone Rodgers can count on aside from Adams. Maybe, maybe, or is he, is he just come in and implode there too? What do you think? I was, I think it's going to be horrible for their culture, dude. Matt LaFleur is already a soft ass pussy, right? Right. What yeah, are you going to do when you got some, yeah. What are you, what are you going to do with, when Odell Beckham Jr. doesn't get more than six targets in a game and he throws an absolute temper tantrum? Yeah. Yeah. He's just going to fold into himself. Um, yeah. I can't see him having a backbone there, but I, the, the thing that is interesting to me is, you know, Rodgers is in the GM's ear and you know that Rodgers has all the leverage after going out and throwing week one and then ripping off seven in a row and then watching Jordan Love barely be able to get a fucking first down. Rodgers has so much leverage in this situation. You know what? Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that. Like putting the rest of the podcast on hold is, is he a fucking puppet master throws game one rips off seven in a row. Fuck you. I'm going to get a fake COVID shot. I'm going to sit out a game. The person you drafted that pissed me off instead of drafting a fucking wide receiver. Like I've been asking fine. Why don't you play him and watch him wet the bed (laughs) on national television, on national television. Rogers Uh, might be a genius. I I would say, I mean, this has honestly worked out in his favor as much as it possibly could have. That's why I think they're so high in the Odell lottery here and the first team to put in a, a waiver claim is because you know he's he cleared waivers right okay whatever so he, he, yeah good point so yeah so he's in negotiation he could sign yeah their green bay has apparently been the first team to offer an actual tender he's talked to like a handful of teams i forget who else i want to say he talked to the rams it's like rams seahawks and chiefs i want to say something of that nature that seems right um so maybe i mean maybe aaron Rodgers in their ear i mean who knows i mean It'll be very fun to see. I would, I, mean, I would love to see Odell actually make some catches for once instead of talking. I mean, there hasn't been a, a player that has made a career from one catch like that since fucking David Tyree. And even David Tyree didn't, um, you know, linger as long as this. Who else? I mean, that's pretty much it. Like I was going to say, at least David Tyree did it in a spot where it actually fucking mattered. So, right. Wasn't yeah? I mean, like Odell's was, there was like PI or something. They ended up like taking the PI. Like didn't even necessarily count, right? Don't count it. Because it was a P, it was a PI, but he still scored, so it didn't matter. Oh, okay, they waved it off. I see. The they declined the penalty. Um, I was gonna say, I mean, the only other guy I could think of was like Malcolm Butler with the pick, you know. 
that the right. guy has made a career. But once again, both of those were in like key moments in the Super Bowl as opposed to like this, which was like a Monday night football game week four. So <laughs> <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. Fucking figure it out, man. I mean, it'll be pretty interesting to see I, who he ends up with and if he could do anything, but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet the farm on it. He is on your team though, isn't he? I mean, you're kind of, yeah, I dropped him, And then just for, as I rag him out right now, just on the idea that all of a sudden he figures it out, my receiving core could use a, a WR three. So, <laughs> and I'm sick of flirting with DJ Moore and Corey Sutton. So <laughs> yeah. Corey Sutton. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I mean, you've obviously got flex problems there, but um, I'll tell you who doesn't have flex problems. Well, technically they actually do because Derek Henry is out for the next six to 10 weeks, but uh, the Titans, I mean, wow. Talk about a team that has been showing up when the, you know, everyone's watching them. I mean, obviously they did lose that terrible game to the jets and the, they got romped week one by the Cardinals. But since then, I mean, the Titans have pretty much taken down anyone in their way and kind of just completed the, the whole, I guess, uh, coming out party, I guess you want to say, I don't know. I was trying to think something more creative than that, but like, they're like, they're, they came out and beat the Rams, you know, in, in, on Sunday night football, um, or, uh, afternoon football game of the week. Are they for real or without Derrick Henry? Are they for real? And by the way, they could totally get him back by the playoffs. Oh yeah. Um, are they for real? Or are they just like kind of on the Ravens level of just pulling games out of their ass here dude i i like the titans man i like the titans i like the grit i like the grind i i like their i like their weapons dude i i this is a if they're hot team all the way team and but but that's what what, are they too are they hot hot too early yeah Yeah. but the thing that kind of has them going the thing that they have going for them is that derrick you know derrick henry's going to come back for the playoffs so right now as it stands the if it is only a six week injury, he comes back week fifteen. Um, so there's a good chance he comes back, you know, before the end of the regular season. Now you made a good point in pre production, which is well, they need him necessarily because looking at their schedule, kind of the hardest parts are behind them already. It's kind of easier games for them going forward. So are we even going to need to see Derrick Henry down the stretch with how good they're playing and uh, how much of a lead they have in the division? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows, man? Like, that's what I'm thinking. Because, yeah, we're talking about getting hot too early. But here's the thing. If you get hot too early and then you get to those tough games, that's when you stumble. I don't see any tough games here that are like like blowout potential losses. You know, Saints, Texans, Patriots, Jaguars, Steelers, Niners, Dolphins, Texans. Like, they can easily run through the rest of the schedule. I mean, yeah, getting – Getting Houston twice and the Jaguars once. I mean, that's dude. that's the beauty yeah. of playing in the AFC South, man. Yeah, you know, it, came, dude. <laughs> fucking you get came. some good. Uh, you get what we we call those slump busters where I'm from. You know, I mean, just a couple of games where you can go ah! in and, and just and just let loose. But but you got to understand too. I mean, it'll be very interesting to see how this Titans offense looks once it like finally comes back down to earth that they don't have Derrick Henry anymore. You know, because it is one thing to get up and play like the the Rams, who everyone is kind of saying is the number one team in the NFC. Like that's an easy game to get up for and get excited for. It's a very emotional game for them. So we'll see. Yeah. I think the yeah. Saints beat them this week, but we'll get into that and pick them, I think, later. So I yeah. won't I won't uh, blow my load too early. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh next up on headlines, Dalvin Cook, man. <laughs> 
dude, uh, doing a little reading on it. I, I, but I only did a little just because I honestly am not that interested, but yeah, he's a military member broke into his house. Like the first thing came out, military member broke into his house, immediately maced the shit out of everybody. Shortly after that report comes out, she comes out and said he used to like beat her or something to some sort of abuse case coming through and through. Is that what happened? I thought it was two separate things. I thought it was this random thing happened where a military woman breaks into his house and maces him and like basically like it's like threatening to shoot his family. I don't even know why. Um, and then on the flip side, there's like some girl that he was hooking up with like a year ago who he beat the shit out of. So the, <laughs> and that also is like so these are two discrete events with two different, completely different people. They are. I'm pretty sure we'll have oh, to look into this. I thought they were connected. <laughs> no, dude. I think they're completely unrelated events. That and looks like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? I played for Minnesota is- for a reason. I don't want to get a part of this shit. Exactly. Well, I'll get I'll get into it later in my taste and how I'll die on. But yeah, I think they're two dis two discrete things. And the the Dalvin Cook and his team knew that this other information about him assaulting a woman was going to get leaked. So he and his team went to Adam Schefter and said, "Hey, can you put this this out about how I got um, maced by this woman, so that it would kind of soften the blow of the other thing that was going <laughs> to inevitably come out the next day." <laughs> That's and Schefter, Schefter went with it and he's getting roasted like, for it. He's like, I don't fucking care. He's like, I just want to sleep. <laughs> sick of my phone getting lit up all the time. Right. So I'll get into that later. But um, yeah, crazy whirlwind for Dalvin Cook. And the crazy thing, the craziest part is that he's going to play this weekend. He's going to fly to L.A. and play the Chargers. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah, baby. It really it boils down to one thing, you know, beat your girl. Don't beat your girl. You get mace. You don't get mace. You still got Kirk Cousins as your quarterback and you're still going to lose. So yeah, 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 here nor there. They almost <laughs> gave the Ravens a run for their money. I mean, it took them to overtime. I mean, they it, fucking had the Ravens, but Kirk Cousins can't make a play. That's really exactly. what it boils down to. They had the Ravens bagged. Exactly. And so that's, that's where we're at. So, you know, it's really just pouring salt in the wounds of Vikings fans, uh, the off the field stuff, but. Another uh, on the field tragedy is the Bears. Uh, yep, I would say semi fucked on a questionable call. I mean, I, I'll say this: I'll let you kind of share your opinions on it because I know you have a slightly different perspective. But well, the guy was acting okay. So this guy, I forget his name. He, he looks like to me like fucking Vin Diesel and Triple X, and in the post game with his like his little you know puffed up coat and stuff. He looks like he looks like he has like ramen noodle hair. And he, he acts like he's, you know, some hot shit, like he's fucking um, Aaron Donald because he sacks a 40-year-old overweight pervert in Ben Roethlisberger on a broken play where Roethlisberger's held the ball for like nine seconds. Really not that impressive. They get off the field, and the guy celebrates for like 45 seconds. He's <laughs> like doing triple. He's doing like roundhouse kicks. He's like dapping it up with the boys. He starts staring down some special teamer turns around and then uh, the thing that really was really out of this world about the whole thing to me is how the ref stares him down reaches for the flag and then hip checks him like he because I, I don't know if he was coming do you think he was like trying to antig- like um antagonize the ref and that's why he hip checked them or like what do you what's your read on this whole situation and then yeah. i want to hear your thoughts on but it's in my it's in my shut of the week. This is a fucking bad call. Not because I'm a Bears fan. You cannot, you cannot control the trajectory of a football game on a play that has nothing to do with football. 
This has nothing to do with the play that happened. This has nothing to do with the game of football. This is an initiative to make sure that, you know, uh, white, white women in their thirties aren't offended by something a football player is doing. So who is, who are the people that get offended by this? White women in their (laughs) thirties. How many of them even can watch football for more than 10 minutes? Exactly. So it's, it's on Pinterest. They're just, they're just sitting on their couch on Pinterest. Right. They're just there for the halftime show, man. Like, and, and for you, for a ref to change the trajectory of this game on that penalty, which inevitable, and I mean, the, the bears still had their chance to win, I guess, like here nor there, it is what it is, but that killed a bunch of clock. The Steelers got their points and, and the bears lose no big deal. But at, at the same time, the, this call should have not been made because it had nothing to do with the football that was being played. And if you want to fix it, Goodell or the ref, you fucking find him after the game. You, you guys have no problem dishing out fines. So why are you cucking the bears right now? But I'll get into that later with my, my chart of the week. That's interesting. I think there, there's a point to be made that that penalty there. So it's like third and eight, they get the um, taunting, which is unsportsmanlike conduct, which is a 15 yard penalty. And I believe an automatic first down. So even though the yardage did give them the, the it is an automatic. Down, that's correct. So it is automatic. So in, in that situation, I think that penalty maybe should be best enforced as in like, we'll take, you know, because it's third down, we should take 15 yards off of the return. Like that would be a more reasonable penalty. Don't you think than giving them? A- yeah, but it wasn't. Yeah, but it wasn't like a scoring play. So I don't know how you can. You can't. How do you apply that? Like you only apply it if it's third down or something. I don't know, but it would be too. It'd be too nuanced. It would never work. So we right. just have to. We just have to live with it. You know. Well, people will stop taunting if you take money out of their pocket. Like, yeah, you're gonna get yelled at by your fucking coach, right? Because you just fucked the team over. But that shit's still gonna happen again. Now you start taking money out of your pocket. Well, yeah, all I, of a sudden the game just cleaned up. I will be interested to see if they do find it because, like I said, they did find CD Lamb. So. Um, if anything, they're going to find him for the comments because he did say that he thought it was trash or something. You know, I mean, he wasn't overly aggressive with the refs, but he did make a choice comment about the refs. In the I tell you what, if I was any part of the Bears organization and I was in front of a microphone, I would have gone on a tangent. But again, we'll get to that later. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's par for the course. We we know we have a documented history of your behavior pertaining to the Chicago Bears and ranting. <laughs> uh, last thing I want to get your take on here, so. The NFL right now is in talks about adding four more teams into the league, which would make it a 36 total team league and shift the conferences to being 18 teams each. So I don't know how it would work. I would imagine you'd have two divisions that have five teams and then two divisions that have four teams. And um, I don't know how everything would work out wild card wise and stuff. I think that's something they would have to sort out. But overall, on its head, how do you feel about the idea of increasing the NFL? I mean, I, I'm all for it as long as it doesn't water down the league. That's the only thing I would be concerned about. But uh, that's that's one argument that that people that hated Jordan because they were like a, a, a Pacers fan or something had is that Jordan wasn't as great as everyone makes him out to be because he played during an, an expansion league when the team ex- oh, when the yeah. league expanded and everybody was below 500 and making the playoffs. And that's what Jordan dominated in. Like, is I'm I'm all for creating more more football as long as the league isn't watered down with, with bullshit. Yeah. That's a real, that's a real problem to think about. Um, and it would, it would, it would definitely decrease the overall level of play. Um, but short term, right. Short term. And maybe even, yeah, who knows, potentially even long term. who knows, but the, the thing, I mean, certainly the thing that 
is disconcerting to me, you know, as a fan of football and conspiracy theorist. They want to have teams in London. They want to have teams in Toronto, San Antonio, St. Louis, also other locations that have been pulled out, but we know what that means. We know the NFL Illuminati, they have an agenda. One world, two hands. They have an initiative to destroy contact football under the guise of CTE in order to essentially make us an irreversibly soft, candy-ass league led by this British team, this Canadian team. I mean, does it get softer than that? Could you, ima- could you imagine a British team versus a Canadian team? Can you imagine watching that on Sunday Night Football? Oh my! How uninvested God. would we be? We'd be so uninvested. I, here's the thing: if if Americans come back to true patriotism, which I believe will inevitably happen, just you know, circle of life, right? You know how many people will just go there with American flags <laughs> and just talk shit, fucking tea party this, and wear your fucking armor vest ad for Canada, like it's just so fucking funny. People just ragging on these people. I, I'm actually, yeah, now that you've painted it, the picture in that way, I'm actually kind of about it. I'm actually <laughs> on board with, let's get some foreign teams in here and let's kick the shit out of them the good old American way. Hell yeah, baby. Hell yeah. yeah I'm you... talking about. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to fantasy studs and duds of the week. Again and again, from beginning to end, it's my nuts on your chin. Studs of the week, uh, number one, Jonathan Taylor. You're here yeah. again. I mean, JT, not to throw him in here, hard not to throw him in here when he single-handedly beat your team. I mean, he really did 172 yards, two touchdowns on Thursday night. Colts roll, the ghost of Kimbo slice rolls. I'm in first place, first overall in points. And uh, fantasy studs and duds of the week. It's not, it's not DJ's jerk off session. Fantasy stud for my side. (laughs) I, I was just trying to put a bow on it. Uh you put many bows on it. You, now, now it's going to take you fucking two weeks to unwrap it. Um, <laughs> yes, JT went off. <laughs> uh, my start of the week is Cordero Patterson, man. This guy's making moves, shaking and baking. 126 yards this week in receiving against the Aints. And like seven total touchdowns on the year. He's got 750 total yards. This is people, this is a guy that's still like unrostered in a lot of leagues. He's he's a full blown. He's the new utility guy since Taysom still is being refused to be started by Sean Payton. Like you could put him in a running back, put him at receiver. This guy's making moves. He's taking names. I, uh, Cordero Patterson, stud of the week, baby. Gotta love it. Let's move on to does of the week. Duds of the week. Hey, sorry to do this, team man, but. Matthew Stafford. I mean, he he kind of looked like he was hitting the panic button the entire first half. I mean, he threw a pick where he got twirled around and, and just tossed it up. He, he kind of looked like Carson Wentz, which is yeah. say what you want about Carson Wentz. I mean, he is top 10 in QBR right now, but he is not an MVP level quarterback. Matthew Stafford is um, two ugly picks. Never really got this offense rolling and they lost to a Titans team that even though they lost Derrick Henry, they're, officially on fire. If we're playing beer pong and you're the Tennessee Titans, like that's, they, they called fire and then hit again against the Rams. Like they're just getting, they're in a spin cycle right now. Oh yeah. Their ping pong toss is fucking 
flesh. Yes, Stafford looked bad, man. <laughs> like, I, I mean, get it out of the way, midseason, whatever. But that was like rookie level type shit that he was doing. It did not look pretty. But hey, everyone's got a everyone's got a bump in the road. That's how you respond next week. Let's go. Uh, my dud of the week, Buffalo Bills, the team, the organization, man. Six fucking points against the Jags. The Jaguars, let's not forget, Jaguars are a team that have given up 37 against the Texans, 31 against the Cardinals, 37 against the Titans, 31 against the Seahawks. And the Buffalo Bills, one of the most potent offense, the biggest plus minus in the league, puts up six points. Get the fuck out of here. Stud of the week, Buffalo Bills, man. Well, not pretty. Uh, so that's it. That's our fantasy studs and does the week. Let's move on to the... Taysom Hill, I will die. All right. Well, so we mentioned it earlier, the whole Dalvin Cook debacle. Adam Schefter dropped the ball again. He fucked up yet again, taking the bait from the NFL Illuminati. He posted the positive spin story about Dalvin Cook. Yes, this is what happened. Apparently, someone broke into Dalvin Cook's home. Uh, some a woman who was apparently in the military. Uh, we still don't know exactly how she got in. Apparently she bought a, uh, like a, a fake garage door opener and like hacked it to open his garage door, bust into his house, uh, maces him and threatens him repeatedly. Uh, and his, his wife and his guests and stuff like that. I don't know if his wife or his, his guests. Anyways, that's a whole separate story. Meanwhile, Dalvin cook is apparently being accused of a domestic abuse episode in which he beat a woman completely unrelated to this other story. Uh, and so Dalvin Cook and his team, to in order to get ahead of it, leak the original story to Schefter to post out the day before the woman is to go public about her lawsuit with him related to domestic battery in an attempt to diffuse the situation overall through confusion and positive spin. And yet again, Adam Schefter took the bait in order to appease the NFL Illuminati. We know that they pay top fucking dollar to have these investigations swept under the rug until the offseason where they can just pay them off and get them out of the spotlight. We saw it with Ray Rice. We saw it with Ray Lewis killing a guy. We saw it with Jim Ursay and his little pill, you know, his little uh his little pill abuse run, you know, when he's taking pills and driving. Look, Robert all Kraft hand job. That's right. We'll get to that later. But this <laughs> all this stuff, it's best to just be swept under the rug. Address it in that two-week span between the combine and the start of free agency so that everyone forgets when the inevitable dopamine rush of free agency hits and the NFL season starts anew. That's where this story belongs. And that's what leads me to believe Adam Schefter's a mole. He's just another mouthpiece of the NFL Illuminati. It's time for us to grow up and wake the fuck up because this isn't the olden days where the Swami reigned supreme. This isn't your dad's ESPN anymore. It's infested with liberal Yahoo fascists who want to take away our hard hits, short skirts, and guns. And Adam Schefter is the linchpin in this operation. He's sending false stories to the masses. It's time to wake up and switch. It's time to unfollow Adam fucking Schefter right now and get ahead or go ahead and follow the only sources of truth in the NFL today, which are number one, this very podcast you're listening to. Good job. Number two, Taysom Hill and any uh, Taysom Hill equivalents on social media. Number three, Ian Rappaport, Schefter's nemesis, 
also a friend of the show. I did have a conversation with Ian Rappaport once. And I mean, let's be honest, Rappaport is the source of light in this dark time that we all live in. Which leads me to my next point. Start Taysom Hill already, Sean. The levees didn't break. Start him on this. This is my last plea. Uh, start Taysom Hill and bench Adam Schefter for Ian Rappaport, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, he's a scrub and he's part of the NFL Illuminati. He's a mole. And that is the Taysom Hill. I will die. And it's time for our Evil of the Week! Take of the Week! Hop into it. Records, man. DJ, 3-3 three and three last week. Better, but that holds you true to your, your 500 pick'em at 27 and 27. I was also 3-3 three and because three I... Uh, I had to pick the Bears out of ego, and I'm 35 and 19. How you feeling? I, to be honest, not great. Not as good as I'm feeling about my fantasy team, but uh, luckily there's still a good amount of ground to be covered here. You know, uh, we're not even halfway through the season completely yet. Getting yeah. close though, so Getting close. Uh, you know, it's time to time to really turn on the the Jets, so to speak. Um, not the New York Jets; they really suck, but. The figurative Jets. Um, that makes sense. So let's just jump into it. Let's go to our first game of the week. Browns versus Pats. James, go ahead. This is a, this is a true C-level game here, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Like, Browns did win last week. But the Patriots just seem like they can nix the Browns. You know what? I'm going to go Browns. Interesting. I'm going to go Browns. I'm going to give them the I'm going to give them the edge. Okay, I'm not. Uh, I'm going to go Pats here. I think the Pats are running the ball very well. Um, that's clear. You know, you obviously you have Damon Damian Harris on your fantasy team. I mean, he's been I do. pretty clutch for you, top producer for you for the last four or five weeks here. They yeah. got the running game rolling. Um, you know, Mac Jones, uh, he's he's not making a ton of mistakes. And the Browns, I mean, their whole organization is a mistake. So uh, for that reason, I got to go <laughs> Pats here. All right. Let's go uh, next up. Vikings versus the Chargers. I know what you're going to do. I, I got to go Chargers here. I mean, yeah, once again, I don't believe in Kirk Cousins whatsoever. And I mean, the whole Dalvin Cook controversy is not really <laughs> not really helping out the Vikings, considering he's, you know, uh, the heart and soul of that offense, aside from Justin Jefferson. I guess and Adam Thielen. They do have a good offense. I mean, this is the Vikings team isn't bad if it just wasn't for Kirk Cousins, you know? Yeah, like Kirk, Kirk, Coven, Kirk Cousins is just just – as average as they come. He is the the five five inch fucking circumcised boner. Just average as it comes, man. And is that I don't the average five. I would is that imagine. What, is that what you're at? Are you at? No, I'm much less. Okay. I'm shooting I'm shooting about half. Erect. Right. Is that chode? Do you have a chode? Probably people have chodes. I don't know. I've never seen one, but I have I would have what I call you a thimble. Oh, thimble, yeah. That's I think, yeah, that's I think that's in Kirk Cousins' Twitter bio. I have a thimble penis. <laughs> the thimble, thimble penis. Yeah, he's like he started a Facebook group for. It. He's like that's his charity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Like I, I don't know. Here's the thing with the Chargers. Like they came out, they beat Washington, they lost a close one to the da- to Dallas, right? Then they ripped off three in a row against the Chiefs, the Raiders, and the Browns. And this was a Raiders team that still had Gruden, right? Mm-hmm. 
and they lost to the to the Ravens and the Patriots and squawked one by Philly. Um, the Vikings fucked me last week, but I'm going to give them another shot. I'm going to go Vikings. Interesting. Okay, I like I like I'm gaining a little ground here already. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to open the door for you. I like to keep an interest, just like our games of basketball and one on one. You know, one of us kind of just kind of shakes it out. You know, when it gets an early lead. Yeah, it's you know it's we like parity too much. So exactly. Yeah, we like to see it. We like a close game. So no, nope, no one likes Broncos. a blowout. No, no one. Definitely not us. Not the the gambling addicts in us who just yeah. love the 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 story more than really the win. Um, Eagles Broncos. What's the story behind this game? Oh man, two teams that are that are trying to break out in the idea that they think they have a chance at making a wild card spot. I don't, going to Mile High, and it is Philly. I'm not a Jalen Hurts fan. I think he's overrated, but I think people are coming true to the fact that that is the case. I don't know. I'm gonna Broncos just had a big win against Dallas. Getting rid of Von Miller. I'm gonna go Broncos. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I do love when they go incomplete. Yeah. Which I think they'll be doing a lot this Sunday. Cause yeah, I don't, I do not believe in this Eagles team whatsoever. Um, I'm going to go Broncos as well. Then let's move on to one of the, the more interesting games of the year or the, the week, not the year necessarily, but you know, the New Orleans Saints who have a, a handful of quality wins. I mean, they've beaten Green Bay, they've beaten the Buccaneers. They're in a little bit of trouble because for whatever fucking reason they refuse to start Taysom Hill I mean this game I'm going Saints all the way here simply just by virtue of Taysom Hill being on the roster I mean this could be Saints by 100 if you can just if they just play Taysom um so it's just a matter of how close is it going to be does Sean Payton want to make it interesting or doesn't he interesting we have the same reasonings with different thoughts of outcomes since Taysom Hill is not starting and he's on the roster I'm going Titans <laughs> Titans have a marquee win against the Rams you know Adrian Peterson got a game under his belt Chris Collinsworth couldn't talk about how high he was running you know I guess I like the Titans man interesting okay yeah I think it'll be a fun game I think you know the Titans they're gonna turn into a pumpkin or whatever you know what I mean like it's like the Cinderella story is kind of nearing an end in my opinion um at least i can only hope uh let's move on to falcons versus cowboys give it to me man yeah why don't you take the lead on this one we got uh we got a couple teams one off a one off a fucking gruesome loss uh, falcons team off a decent win um it does surprise me to look down and see okay the falcons are four and four like they've got a chance to to actually make the playoffs here with such a young team offensively and such a uh, mediocre defense, and I think this de- the Falcons' defense is just so uh, abysmal that Dallas is going to shred them. Um, I think it's going to be a big day for Dak, Amari, and uh, CD Lamb, maybe even Dalton Schultz. I'm going Cowboys here. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to go Cowboys too. The 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 only reason being, I would I would 100% go Falcons here if they had a receiver. They just they don't. Calvin yeah, Ridley really is on uh he's at rehab or something, right? Yeah. He had a mental breakdown and, you know, ho- hopefully he gets better. I don't know what's wrong with him. Grow up. You're making millions of dollars. Mental health isn't that important. No, I'm just kidding. If you, if you need help, get it. Uh, yeah. I'm, you <laughs> I'm know, just, I'm, uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kicking the stigma, you know, I'm stick doing... in the kigma. That's right. Right. in the kigmas. No, but uh, yeah, mental health, get help. You know, that sucks. Hope you, hope you feel better, but Falcons really need a receiver. So uh, yeah. Cowboys. <laughs> Yeah, well, they do have Kyle Pitts, who is uh, the number five tight end in fantasy this year. So yeah. that's exciting. 
Uh, Seahawks versus Packers. Uh, do we get word on if Aaron Rodgers is going to play this week? Let's check the stat sheet, partner. Survey says. Double checking. He says he is. He's confident he'll clear all necessary COVID protocols. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we, we can base these picks off of the assumption that he is playing. If he is a late scratch, we can adjust accordingly. With this, I mean, so this is kind of interesting because you're going to, you're going to see Russell Wilson come back and you're also going to see potentially Aaron Rodgers come back. So this could be the matchup we were all looking for. It also could be not the matchup. This could be also Geno Smith versus fucking Jordan Love for all we know. It's really right. kind of still up in the air. So all things you know, all things considered equally, I think both of the stars are going to play. I think it's going to be an old-fashioned, you know, fucking NFC duel. And I think the Packers are going to come out on top because um, I think they're the better team overall. And uh, you know, it doesn't look like Chris Carson's going to be back. See, and Russ is going to, you know, it's going to be tough for him. He, he's going to have to do everything. You know, uh, yeah, with this offensive line. So I got to go Packers. Unfortunately, I am in the same boat. Russ is going to be shaking off rust. You know, they're, they have to play in Green Bay. If they had home field advantage, I might, I might shift backwards. But yeah, they're shaking off rust. They have to play in Green Bay. You know, Russell Wilson's dealing with a, I'm sure, a still very sore finger. He just had pins removed and got cleared somehow. Like Aaron Rodgers is dealing with like, how we feel after a night of drinking and cigarettes, you know, mild COVID case, you know, like got the ivermectin though. What's that? He's got the ivermectin, you know, that's like, that's, does that make you feel better after cigarettes? I would honestly be down to try anything at that point. (laughs) I don't care if it's horse tranquilizer or not, (laughs) but if it helps, it helps. Yeah. If it helps get that taste out of your mouth of just death and, and, and burn. Burnt shit. I mean, like that's. I mean, you know, whatever it is, I'll take the ivermectin. I don't care. <laughs> all right, Packers all the way. Let's hop into betting one on one, baby. <laughs> betting one on one. The segment showing you you do not need to be a football expert to win a sports book. You just need to listen to us. Let's go over last week's bets. All right, where we were right. All right, hopping into spreads that I love this week. <laughs> <laughs> Got a little overzealous, but here we are there. That's that I love. Let's hop into it. Titans minus three versus the Saints. No hill, no win. Put Taysom in. Titans minus three. We're going to cover. We're going to get this dub in. Take the money. Bucks minus nine and a half versus the Washington football team. From what I understand, Ryan Fitzpatrick still not playing. No Fitzmagic, no win. Buy the line at now before it moves to 10 while it's at nine and a half. Chiefs minus two and a half versus the Raiders. Come on, guys. You get rid of rugs with a nice little DUI and killing a lady, and you, you pick up Deshaun Jackson, who's in like his 90th year. I'll, I'll take uh, I'll take the Chiefs. They got a win. They got a little momentum. Who cares? Rams minus four versus the Niners. Come on. Bounce back game for Stafford. Getting it going. Steelers, Lions over 42 and a half. Come on. They're going to put up some points. Falcons, Cowboys under 54 and a half. Ravens minus seven and a half versus the Finns. Tua is dog shit. That's for spreads that I love. Spreads that I hate. Colts minus 10 and a half versus the Jags. That's a large spread. Colts just gave up a bunch of late touchdowns versus the Jets. 
uh, you know, they, they the Jags just beat the Bills. I don't know. It just doesn't seem right. I don't think the Colts are going to lose, but it's a pretty decent spread. Browns and Pats. I don't know. Stay away from these guys for the rest of the fucking year for all I care. Bills versus Jets. Bills just lost to the Jags. Don't, don't just stay away from it. Broncos, Eagles. Broncos beat the Cowboys. Getting rid of Miller. I don't know. Eagles. They're playing at mile high. Just stay away from playing any spreads or over-unders. Don't like any of it. That's your betting 101. Let's make some money this week. Let's go. Gotta love it. Let's move on to our show blow of the week. Show of the week. Quarterbacks. The March action at the Dolphins. Is there any team that has underachieved more than this Dolphins team? Didn't think so. Lamar will be jacksoning off in this defense's face. Can you say facial? Show of the week, Lamar Jackson. My show of the week, Matt Ryan. Matty Ice will return to his original form with a vintage performance. Chug that Natty Ice, baby. Matty coming back. Blow of the week, quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield versus the Pats. We witnessed Bill Belichick steal the soul of Tua last year and Donald the year before. Now we'll watch as Baker Mayfield's career comes to a screeching halt. He better pray field a miracle. Blow of the week, Baker Mayfield. Blow of the week, Russell Wilson. Russ will have to shake off some rust, turning his stat sheet into dust. Blow of the week. Show of the week, running backs. James Conner at home versus the Panthers. Yes, he survived cancer, and now he's going to give the Panthers Conneria. James Conner, show of the week. <laughs> show of the week. Alvin Kamara with Taysom on the bench. It's a Kamara show. Sean Payton will be smorting some snow after this game. Kamara, show of the week. Blow of the week. Running backs. Delvin Cook at Chargers. This Chargers front seven is going to beat Delvin Cook down like Delvin Cook beats down the beat at a local Minneapolis rave. I'm not taking the bait. Innocent until proven guilty. Delvin Cook, blow of the week. Blow of the week, Leonard Fournette. Fournette? More like foreskin. This week, Leonard's going to look like the skin snipped off his meat sword, dead and forgotten. Yep, blow of the week, just like Trevor Stetzel in third grade. Show of the week, receivers. Brian Edwards at home versus the Chiefs. Brian Edwards, more like Brian Cranston, because this man will be cooking up big gainers like Walter White cooks up the blue stuff. Yes, this message was brought to you by Matt. We're on it. That's the 2021 Las Vegas Raiders slogan. Show of the week, Brian Edwards. Show of the week, Robert Woods. Robert will be sticking his niner-inch wood into San Fran's ass. Show of the week, Robert Woods. Blow of the week, receivers. Chase Claypool at home versus Detroit. Everything about this matchup looks too good to be true for four. Chase Claypool, which means that this domer will surely find a way to catch three of nine targets for 24 yards. More like Chud Lame Poop. Blow of the week. Chase Claypool. Blow of the week, Tyler Lockett. Pop dropping Lockett. The three words the Rams are going to be saying to Tyler as they plow him all night. Joe of the week, tight ends. Taysom Hill. Remember that time that Taysom Hill was tight 
tight end eligible in ESPN Fantasy League? Gosh. I wish we could take a time machine back to those days and start Taysom Hill during this juicy matchup with the Titans because fireworks will ensue. Show of the week. Tight ends, Taysom Hill. Show of the week, Jack Doyle. That's for you, Doug. Game of the year for this jack off of Doyle rules. Hell yeah, brother. Blow of the week, tight ends, Tyler Hawkinson on the road at Pittsburgh. This Lions team has been getting outclassed every step of the way. This week should be more of the same. Blow of the week, Tyler Hawkinson. Blow of the week, Dallas Goddard. Playing at mile high, who's throwing to you? That's gonna hurt. Dallas, why don't you go smirk a dirt? Because you won't be able to breathe after this one. Well, I mean, yeah, true. Uh, well, but what we talked about the ivermectin, though. If you're smoking darts, apparently ivermectin makes you feel better. We, yeah, right? I just, it's just he's he's not gonna he's not gonna be able to listen to this by the time he you know plays the yeah. game. He's got to get Joe Rogan as his doctor, like Aaron Rodgers. Um, right. Yeah, got to get on that. Anyways, uh, let's move on to defense and special teams. Oh, ah, fucking yes. Who cares? I don't know if we were in sync there, but if we weren't, who cares? It doesn't who matter. Cares? Doesn't we matter. don't need to be in sync. Nope. We don't need to be on the same page because who cares? Yeah, exactly. Precisely my point. No one gives a shit. Be smart. Green matchup means go. Red means quit fantasy and drive your car off a cliff because you don't know what you're doing. Um, just be smart about it, guys. It's not, not that big of a deal. Um, let's move on to Chad and Chud of the Week. Uh, Chad's the week. Um, I guess uh, I kind of has. I wasn't feeling too inspired with Chad's this week. Um, kind of a sad week for the NFL. We'll get into a reason why in Chad's, but um, I got to give it to Pat McAfee here, uh, simply because he's. It's pretty baller for him to get Aaron Rodgers on a show two years in a row, and even more uh, interesting that he got Aaron Rodgers on a show to talk about how he uh, followed Joe Rogan's protocol for COVID. I mean, that's fucking hilarious. That's like the most internet thing ever. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> like we hit, it's so new media. Everything about this is screams new media. You know, right? Yeah, I just followed Joe Rogan's protocol. Like we have doctors. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're following you're following Brett Weinstein's approach to like, come on, like those guys are fucking those guys are kooks. So, anyways, um, good for him. Good for Matt, Pat McAfee. You know, pretty iconic shit for him. I mean, he's the real winner here he's pretty much the the oprah of youtube sports shows so good for him um and i think his show's pretty funny and uh, obviously you know i'm a fan i wish he was still punting for the colts uh but it was pretty electric he came out he was the guy who came out and hyped everyone up week one uh, before the colts got their ass kicked by the uh, seahawks but uh he came out and gave like a wwe raw type of uh um enthusiastic address to the to the crowd and so uh, for that chat of the week, Pat McAfee. All right. Old Patty Mac. Uh, as you said, you know, we weren't really feeling ch- chads this week, but uh, we can we can always find a bright spot in any grim week. Macaulay Culkin is my chat of the week. If there's one fucking human on earth that can rock a tucked in Rams jersey with with your arm around Brenda song, it, it, it's it's Macaulay Culkin. Dude, Culkin spotted in L.A. looking fresh as hell 
with Brenda around his arm, likely to plow her right after the game. I, I'm sure he, he couldn't wait to be home alone with her. You know, bang, bang, skeet, skeet, homie. I think it's great that yeah, he's wearing a tucked in jersey with no with belt. black pants, but he looks black great. Pants, no belts. I wouldn't say that. He don't look terrible. How would you want Macaulay Culkin to dress? That's what I'm saying. Like, like just untuck it. Like, why? Why is it tucked? I, or why? <laughs> at least wear a fucking belt. You know what I mean? If you're gonna tuck it, or maybe he is wearing a belt. It's just it's it's on the inside sucked into his gut. Like I think he's like fat as pouring <laughs> over. It's on the inside. <laughs> It's belts tucked in too. <laughs> I've got a actually one of those belts that's on the inside of my face. <laughs> Let's move on to Chuds of the Week. Um, Chuds of the Week. I got to go NFL just in general. I mean, let's just look. Let's just take a, a list right now, midway through this NFL season, essentially, at the people who have been huge pieces of shit this year already and let's give them their due these are all people that i would consider chuds of the week in their own right i mean number one roger goodell for obvious reasons pertaining to and not pertaining to john gruden and not releasing the emails release the emails Raj. release them number two ray lewis still not showing us where the white suit is number three deshaun watson for apparently getting illegal tuggies and pulling a louis ck whipping out his dick in front of girls uh 22 or something like that Henry Ruggs, for fucking obvious reasons. John Gruden, for obvious reasons, although he did say the truth will come out, so stay tuned for that. Um, Urban Meyer for, you know, stepping out of his marriage to recklessly grind on some teenage poontang in, in, in Columbus, Ohio. Brett Favre ran a Ponzi scheme. Robert Kraft, need we forget, it got, he got tuggies in Miami. Um. Really, in a, in a divided world, in, in, a, in a, a year where everyone is acting like shit and, and acting like phonies, really the only one we can turn to for inspiration is TV12 himself, Tom Brady, who is on track to win another MVP, but most importantly, is out there pimping Bitcoin to the masses and giving it the love it deserves. So, um, you know, really the only bright spot we've got. So, those are my chuds of the week. Um, my shot of the week is NFL refs little, little mini rant here. I seldom stick up for the Chicago bears, you know, due to their nature of being one of the worst run franchises in the league. It's my, it's my duty to shit on the Chicago bears being a diehard fan, unfortunately. However, Monday night had me, uh, had me feeling for them through, through what was a game in, in, in good game in retrospect, the, the bears put together a, a rancid first half. Of football is, but they managed to put themselves back into the game after halftime. But in critical moments, the zebras, the refs, were throwing around their little piss stained towels, what is the penalty flag, giving the Steelers the softest calls in NFL history while swallowing their whistles like they did the load of cum they had before the game even started when it came to the Bears. On multiple occasions, Justin Fields was destroyed. While what, while what would have been easy penalties, for being hit while he was sliding, helmet-to-helmet contact, unnecessary roughness for, for contact after a throw or being launched out of bounds, calls that the Steelers and Big Ben were getting all night. So on top of Justin Fields getting murdered, for lack of a better term, on top of that, an ultra-critical time of the game where the Bears linebacker, Marsh, like you said, looking like Triple X Vin Diesel, 
locks down a sack that puts the Steelers in a fourth and long situation with over three minutes left in a three-point game. A fired-up man making what seems to be the play of his career on a bullshit play. Like you said, Big Ben held the ball for what seemed like 15 seconds. But play of his career, fired up, yes, doing kicks, staring, dancing, all this fun stuff. This dickless ref, who seems to have had money on the line for the Steelers, whips his flag for a taunting penalty and gives them the first down. Now, I, I understand the NFL wants to clean this up, like I said. But it, in a game where, yes, we're trying to get rid of these actions, we need to find structure that it doesn't actually hinder the outcome of the game. In a play that had nothing to do with the game or a sequence that had nothing to do with the game or the play, we get flagged with something that has to do with the trajectory of the outcome of this football game. You cannot be making questionable calls that have absolutely nothing to do with the play and have game-altering implications. This was, this was Tim Donahue fixing the games type shit. The refing squad was 100% out to get the Bears. Fuck you, Zebras. You're ruining the game of the NFL. Wow. Well, tell me how you really feel. I mean, that's okay, man. Do you, you need a hug? Okay. No, no. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't like refs controlling football. I'm okay with the Bears being bad. I just don't like, Yeah. I don't like a ref essentially forcing the outcome of a game. That's what it felt like. That's what it looked like. And that's what exactly what happened. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, never trust Vegas, man. Uh, that's what we'll say. Fuck Vegas. Listen to us. Betting one-on-one. 15-minute fantasy forecast, best show on planet Earth pertaining to fantasy football, sports in general. That's what we're here for. We're the best. You're the best listeners in the world. We're out. Good night. Bye. Goodbye. I love playing two-hand touch, eating way too much, watching my team win with the twins. I love quarterbacks eating dirt. Pom-poms and short skirts